0: We are so honored to have our next guest, Lan Bolinki, on Glow Radio. She is the co-creator and general manager of the global skincare brand, Bosha. In the spring of 1996, Lan's family moved to the United States from Japan so that her father could realize his dream of bringing Japanese-influenced skincare to the States. Fast forward a few years later, and Bosha was born. After completing her degree in business marketing, she joined Bosha full-time and helped lead many of the brand's major milestones, including the first foray into prestige retail. Len
1: passionately believed in the power of Bosha's fusion of botanical, Bo, and science, Sha, and that powerful skincare results could be, in fact, obtained from good-for-you ingredients. Bosha's first collections, Tsubaki, Sake, and Charcoal, were all inspired by her Japanese heritage, as was BB Cream, which was the first of its kind to hit the U.S. prestige retail market and garnered staggering success. In the summer of 2010, Lan unearthed the luminizing black charcoal mask, which catapulted into skincare fame and created the instantly gratifying peel-off mask craze. Illuminizing Black Charcoal Mask continues to reign as a Bosha fan favorite. Glow Radio
0: is a podcast for sassy entrepreneurs who are in the process of quitting their much-hated day job to work for themselves full-time. You can
1: expect weekly conversations with unapologetic creatives business owners,
0: and influencers. We discuss tips on how to reach your goals, manage your time, and keep your sanity while being a major boss babe.
1: We're Jacqueline and Clara, your favorite hype women who will cheer you on and push you to create the life that you want. We're business strategists, career and life mentors, and wellness advocates. Hit that subscribe button and follow us on IG at Glow Radio Co. Stay Sassy Babes!
0: Hello everyone! Welcome back to another episode. Today we have a super, super exciting guest, Lan, co-creator of Bosha. So welcome Lan!
2: Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be part of your podcast. I've been such a huge fan. So really, thank you. The honor is all mine to be here today. Thank you.
1: Oh
0: my God, we are so (laughs) (laughs) flattered. So first of all, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and how BOSHA was born just so everyone has an idea.
2: Yeah, great question. So first of all, BOSHA stands for Botanical Science. Um, And a little bit of background on BOSHA. Um, So I was born and raised in Japan. Um, My parents actually met in Texas. Um, My mom's American. My father's Japanese. And they moved to Japan, and that's where I was born. Um, My father had a dream of bringing Japanese skincare to the U.S. So that's something I've grown up with. And then also growing up in Japan, that's where really my love for skincare Began. I watched my aunt and my grandmother take such delicate care of their skin. It really fascinated me and that really stuck with me forever. And fast forward a couple years, um, when I was in my early teens, we actually moved to California to pursue my father's dream of bringing uh, Japanese skincare to the U.S. So that's where it really all began. It was so difficult in the beginning. Um, Our garage was essentially our warehouse, that's where all the products. Were kept. Um, I always fought with my two younger sisters. We fought because um, I could never have my own room because one of the offices. Or sorry. One of the bedroom was always dedicated as an office space. Mm-hmm. And then every time after school, summer, I was handing out pamphlets, doing whatever I can to support the brand. And then um, once I finished university in 2008, I officially came on board. And from there had, you know, a dozen of different roles and then mm-hmm. ended up here as GM and co-creator. Oh,
0: really? my gosh.
1: Wow. So you pretty much have been doing it since you were like a baby. like a
2: child. <laughs> Yes. Um, I mean, I remember, you know, even the naming, like what do we name Bosha, Um, just from what's the different angle we're going to take when we launch this brand. So really have seen it from inception um, and so happy to still be part of it today.
1: Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So um, obviously with all the moving to California, how did your family acquire all this capital to start? Great question. So
2: actually, BOSHA, and we do have a parent company in Japan, they're called Funko, it's spelled F-A-N-C-L, but essentially they were the financial backers when we first started. Currently, they are still our parent company, but their involvement with BOSHA is very minimal. Um, We are a U.S. brand, we manufacture all of our products in the U.S. with the exception of our flotting linens and cognac sponges. But um, that's essentially how we got the capital, but it's not a family-owned business. Um, We do get to work together, so it is unique in that sense, but um, that's how it started out financially.
0: So what was the turning point for Bosha? Like, what was your big break in the beginning I so
2: remember this. So definitely, it was the launch of the Luminizing Black Charcoal Mask. So, a little background on that: skew is every summer I used to go and visit my grandmother in Japan. And one summer when I went, you know, charcoal as an ingredient was such a craze, and there was so much peel-off mask that I began to think, you know, why don't we make a charcoal peel-off mask? Came back with the idea, pitched it to the team. Back then, in 2010, it was really unheard of for a mask to to be black, Um, it really was disrupted, but we really felt that we had something unique. So we took it to our retail partner, which was Sephora at the time. They loved it, Um, really started a whole new animation for them. I don't know if you recall, um, Sephora used to have Sephora Hot Now in front of the stores. But that's where the product launched. And ever since then, it's been our number one SKU, helped us really create a franchise around charcoal as well. So that was definitely the biggest moment for Bosha.
1: Wow. Like from being able to just take it to Sephora and they're like, I love it, put it in the front and just like expand and it's so popular now that it's just it's so amazing to me
2: it really is and you know we've been so fortunate a lot of our marketing has been organic mm-hmm. so when the black masted go viral in 2007 again you know it's a skew that's been around for a while but because i think of the innovation behind it and how unique it is till this day it still um gains traction and we're just so fortunate for all this organic content we get
1: mm-hmm So I read in one of your recent interviews, um, BOSHA expanded domestically by 300% Mm -hmm. in less than a year. Can you tell us a bit more on how you did that? Absolutely. So 2018 was such an
2: exciting and challenging year for us. Um, We have been Sephora exclusive for about five, six years. And 2018 was just the perfect opportunity for us to expand. And what was so great is that all these retailers that we did reach out to and expand, they were dying to have BOSHA for so long. In fact, they would reach out, you know, know, every couple of years to see if anything has changed. Um, But when we did reach out in 2018 to these retailers, they were so thrilled that we were now going to uh, expand our distribution. Some to mention, of course, Ulta is a big account that we are now working with. Uh, Nordstrom's, Macy's, Riley Rose. And also not just domestically, last year was a really big year for us in expansion in that we also entered Sephora EU. So that's about 16 countries there. Um, We also expanded Into Sephora Middle East. So that's about five other nations. And then we also launched in Boots in UK. So really, really um, a super exciting year for us. But I do think that exclusivity piece kept a lot of the retailers really hungry for us. And then I do think just our brand messaging um, still really resonates with a lot of the retailers who are still, you know, trying to figure out clean beauty, natural beauty, what that means for them.
0: Wow, that's crazy. That's a huge expansion that you've had.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the team obviously um, had a huge part in that. Um, We all just really came together. Um, Our team is pretty small for what we're able to accomplish, but I think we have such amazing people. We're all here for the same goal, so we did it. (laughs) and We came out and we survived, so um, it was amazing. Yeah,
0: awesome.
1: Congratulations, by the way.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. So what has been one of the most challenging moments of your career so far?
2: Great question. So I do think uh, expansion was very challenging because, um, you know, we got in the accounts. That's great, but each individual retailers has their own set of guidelines, what they want in terms of marketing, what their asset collaterals should be. So really catering to these each account um, was definitely a big challenge for us being Sephora exclusive. I think another challenge, you know, we face is the environment in skincare really changing, and that there's so many brands now playing in clean, um, natural. So how do we uh, differentiate ourselves from our competition and make sure that we really stand out? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Sorry, I'm just having a blanking out. (laughs) (laughs) What is something that you would do differently if you were to start again? That is an excellent question.
2: So when BoSha first launched, we really were a pioneer in a sense that we really were proud of ingredients we did not use in our products. So, you know, being vegan, gluten-free, cruelty-free, we're also chemical preservative-free. We formulate all of our products in a clean environment. So these are all things I wish in the very beginning we spoke to and we were much more vocal about. Um, I think back then, just with some of the other brands not playing in that field. It was almost looked as we were putting down other brands and that's not what we were at all trying to do. But I do wish that if we could do this over just being really vocal up front and saying, hey, we don't use these ingredients for XYZ reasons where now I know everyone's really um, jumping on that train.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone is so into that now. Like it's like a big deal. If skincare has like, I almost feel like if you don't have that edge, people will most likely ignore mm-hmm. your know, business. Yeah. yeah.
2: And a fun um, fact is that when Bosho first launched, we actually had three different types of supplements. We had one for hydration, one for clear complexion, and one that was called Perfect Vegetable. So again, just kind of showing um, how far ahead of the trend we were. Of course, at that time, supplements and Sephora, we did sell it, but we didn't. Sell enough, so we did discontinue. But now you see the whole wave of the hums and the Moon um, Juice and all these other brands coming in. That I think it's so interesting that um, yeah, it's really again come full circle again. Mm-hmm, would totally. you ever
1: bring it back?
2: You know, that's so funny you bring that up. Um, actually, <laughs> I think um that was something we launched the brand with, and really true to our DNA, and that you know beauty does come from within. Mm-hmm. So I would not be surprised if you know we do bring that back one day soon.
0: Awesome. We are looking forward to that. I know. I'm like, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) So what has been one of your most favorite moments in your career? Favorite moment. So I still
2: remember this like yesterday, but it was when the Illuminizing Black Charcoal Mask launched. It was in store. I remember driving to South Coast Plaza, which is our closest Sephora there, like walking up. Is it really going to be there? And this again, was um you know when it was displayed in support what's hot so really was pulled out in front of the store and just seeing it I mean I'm not gonna lie it was definitely tearing up just all that hard work that went into it the fact that a retail partner believed in us it was such a unique product at the time like is someone gonna put a black mask on your face but um it was there and when I picked it up I swear I just yeah I kind of lost it but that was the biggest moment for me absolutely
0: amazing I can't
1: imagine like I feel like if I ever had a product and like it was just like in the store I'd be so over <laughs> I think I would be sobbing
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> even, even till this day every new launch or every you know new retailer we go into we're just so grateful and honored that you know we're still a small brand that but people are willing to take a chance on us and for those customers that love and support us and ask for a brand again just so grateful. And every time um, anything new launches or any new store, I definitely get emotional. It's, you know, yeah, it's like you're a little baby, right?
1: So. Yeah, that's so true. But with your business obviously growing, yes. what does your day to day look like? Is it super hectic? Do you have notes? Don't, don't sleep. <laughs> <me? laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, I joke about this,
2: but I don't. Um, my days are really set in like 30 minute sections. So in the office, typically, I could be anywhere from testing new formulas, um, looking at new artwork, figuring out inventory, um, working out, you know, Specific launch marketing um, calendars for newness. So really is divided up into um, working with my different cross-functional team. And then once I leave here, that's a whole other story. And I put on my mom jeans and um, watch my kids. And that sometimes I think is even harder than being at work. But um, absolutely, every minute is pretty calculated. Um, I try to just have a really strict schedule um, and a routine, so that way you know. I know when it's time to move on to the next um, project.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are three three tips that you have for aspiring entrepreneurs?
2: That's a great one. So first and foremost, I think it's so important to have your own vision, your voice, and you really stick to that. Um, Sometimes, you know, you may become a little, you may doubt yourself, but I think just, you know, keeping that in mind, being really firm and clear on your vision. I think number two would be things are going to go wrong, but you need to just remember the sun will always rise tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Nothing is permanent. um, And so things are going to change. So just hang in there. It's going to be okay. And then I think lastly, and something that you know, many entrepreneurs talk about is, of course, it's challenging. There's a lot of things that's going to go wrong. There's so much work, but there's also that sense of gratitude and fun and excitement that comes with it. So I think for, you know, someone who's really trying to be an entrepreneur, just remember, that's why you're in it. And even though something might seem really hard, just, know when you tackle that you're going to feel just a million bucks and you're going to feel great Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah for sure (laughs) so your beauty your skin is obviously super nice so Mm -hmm. we definitely want to know what your beauty routine is okay thank you so much Um I definitely use Boccia, but when it comes
2: to my skincare routine, I always tell people it's consistency. So, you know, it's not like you buy this really expensive serum and use it once. You really have to just follow a routine. So for myself and what's been really working for me for years is I always double cleanse morning and night. So for some of you who may not know, it's using an oil-based cleanser first to really remove every gunk dirt, makeup off your face, and then you follow up with a water-based cleanser, and that's really the first time your skin's getting cleansed. Mm -hmm. Um, I also do really still believe in using the black mask twice a week. Usually I do it maybe like Tuesday and then again Saturday or Sunday, but that too I have noticed, of course, um, not with the pore congestion, but just helps brighten your skin. Um, another thing I've been kind of doing lately is double masking. So just putting a mask right after another one. So I did this this weekend. Ooh. Yeah. I did the black mask to get all my pores cleaned out, then threw on the mermaid mask, which I will definitely be sending you guys some. Um, I think it just, um, really had a great impact and really just maximizes the benefit of the product. So that would be my skincare tips. Um yeah, we have some really exciting serums coming out, so I've been testing those out, but that's, yeah, I mean skincare junkie, so as many times as I can, um, I'm applying products even here at the office. I missed all day long. Um, it's a pretty fun fun routine. <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah, I haven't tried the double masking yet. I think I'm going to give that a go sometime soon. I
2: really like using the black mask first because I do feel that it's really going to prep your skin for the next mask. So Mm -hmm. a great one would be like black mask and the matcha. The matcha then really goes into your pores, helps, you know, with all those antioxidant properties. So yeah, definitely give it a
0: try. Mm -hmm, Totally. So what are some future goals that you have for Bosha?
2: Yes. So I think since we had this great expansion in 2018, really our number one goal is to become a national brand uh, in the U.S. to become a household name. And then part two would be internationally. So just gaining that international recognition, growing our market uh, internationally as well.
0: Awesome.
1: So this is the part now we're going to, all the business stuff is out of the way. We're going to have a little bit more fun time get to know you a little bit better with some random questions okay so our first random question is that we know that you're a mom of three and all your children are under the age of three so how do you manage being a mom and running a big business
2: so truth be told you know, I don't have all the answers and there's days where I'm definitely like, what am I doing? But I think what's been working for me is having a really good support system. So whether it's your family or, you know, if you're fortunate enough to get, you know, someone like a nanny to come help. Um, another thing for myself is I really just like to keep to a pretty strict routine. So, you know, what time I wake up, when the kids wake up, so at least I can navigate and at least plan for the day. Another really important thing for me is just work life balance. So the minute I come home, I usually, seriously, I put my phone away um, and I don't pick it up until eight when my children usually go to sleep so I can give them that full attention. But I think the number one tip I would love to give all moms out there is just to be gentle and kind to yourself. Um, You're only one person and you know I want to sit here and say, oh yes, I do everything 100%, but that's not true. There's days where I'm like, man, that was like a 70% day, but that's okay. And I think the beauty of it is you can start again the next day. So I think it's really important to not compare yourself to other moms and thinking like, Oh, how does she do this with three kids? And you know, she has, she has a a career. Well, you know, I, I don't have all the answers, but I think it's just being, you know, kind and gentle and doing, giving it your best
0: shot.
1: Definitely. It's super helpful for any mothers out there mm-hmm. or us as future moms. Future moms. <laughs> Tough. And yeah. I, yeah, there was
2: like an easy answer, but you just learn as you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's totally figuring it out. Yeah, definitely.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So second random question we have here is what is your favorite travel location that you've been to and what's still on your bucket list? Okay, so you guys are probably going to make
2: fun of me, but um, Japan still is my favorite place to go. I do think it is because it's my motherland. Um, I have relatives there, but every time I go back, I am still just continuously inspired. There's things that are new that I haven't seen or, or certain you know traditions that I've forgotten about. So I just love going there. I get so inspired, and that family time is just so priceless for me. Um, A place I haven't gone and really want to go to would be Argentina. My husband's from Argentina. Yeah, and his family's from there. We just haven't been able to um, find the time to make it down there. But that's definitely on my bucket list for travel.
0: Yeah, I've yet to go to Japan, but everyone tells me how amazing it is. It's just, it's like
2: no other place you know it's so advanced technologically but then you have these you know ancient thousand year old rituals um and you know if you're a skincare junkie that is you know the mecca Mm -hmm. of where a lot of this was born so i hope one day you do get to go and if you do go to japan tokyo's a must but try to check out kyoto the more traditional side of japan as well
1: i have heard that you do need a lot of time like yes oh like one month will pretty much cover like A little bit of Tokyo or something like that. You know what? Whoever told you that is so true. We just did a Japan trip.
2: I was probably there for five nights. And we hit two, three nights in Tokyo, one night in, sorry, three nights in Tokyo, one night in Kyoto, and one night in Osaka. And it was like from 6 to like 10 p.m. jam-packed. But we could have done so much more. So yeah, I would say two weeks would be a good time if, if you know think you can do that
1: yeah Yeah. definitely (laughs) thank you (laughs) and I actually do have a third random question so how do you balance um stress because obviously it is a it's quite you know kids and you know busy work great question um so i
2: I've been trying to get a little bit better at this. um, But prior, right after I had the twins, one thing I really did to just get the stress out was I would run. um, And the only thing I could do, I couldn't go to the gym because, you know, I have two small babies. So I would put them in the stroller and I would run for like two hours. And that was just such a great way for me to only not to just clear my head, but physically feel good. Um, Recently, my schedule has been a little bit challenging, so I haven't been able to do that. But again, I'm trying to bring that back up. I'm, you know, waking up a little bit early trying to get that run in. But I do say another um, time I take to myself to really de-stress is really my skincare ritual. So that's like the only 30 minutes my husband knows, like, don't come in the bathroom. (laughs) You know, I'm doing my math. So I do at least get maybe an hour total. So 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night to kind of just do nothing but apply skincare. So those are some of the ways I like to decompress.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah skincare is so relaxing I just find like yeah in the morning evening it's like my me time definitely yeah and it kind of sets
2: a nice tone for the day I'm like okay good like you know my face looks awesome I love chips.
1: I should incorporate that better in the mornings yeah, I find yeah. for me it's usually at nighttime that's when I'm like slathering everything on but I feel like mornings yeah that's going to make a huge difference in my day mm-hmm. yeah and I only use cold water when I wash my face so that
2: definitely in the morning it's like okay like I'm awake mm. I go and it kind of just gives me that extra push I need sometimes
1: But do you find that the cold water is harder to, like, rinse off everything? You know, I know there's definitely different
2: um, theories about cold water. For for me, I haven't found anything negative. In fact, I found it um, for my sensitive and dry skin, cold water works a little bit better. Or if I do use warm water, sometimes it seems a little more drier. Um, But, yeah, I think that could be up to preference. I, I, I tend to just like cold water.
1: Cool. Okay. I'm definitely gonna try cold yeah. water now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's on yeah. the drier side, so definitely. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Yeah. Alrighty. So we're in the final part of our podcast. Okay. We have a fun little this or that lightning round. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna ask you all the questions. Just answer as fast as you can. Okay. And we're very excited to know what your answers are. <laughs> <laughs> so number one, beach or mountains. Beach. Paper planner or online calendar. Paper, I write everything down still. <laughs> Cake or pie? Cake. Summer or winter?
2: Summer for sure.
0: Yeah. Audiobook or music?
2: Audiobook.
0: Ice cream or froyo.
2: Ooh, ice cream.
0: <laughs> Elephants or giraffes.
2: Elephants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dragons or unicorns? Unicorns. Calling or texting? Texting. Being logical or being creative?
2: Being logical.
0: Awesome. (laughs) That's all the
2: questions that we had. Gosh, you guys, this was so much fun, and I'm like so disappointed I didn't have a mask on, but. (laughs) so great thank you so much for your time this was awesome
1: thank you for your time because we know you're so busy so (laughs) So, we really appreciate
2: it this was so fun thanks you guys thank you so much
1: much thank you for listening glow babes give us our five golden stars on itunes and we'll be your best friends i swear and please share this episode with your babes that need some glow and will benefit from this thank you Hey, Glow Fam! Hello! We just unmasked our face mask that we were wearing for yes. our interview with Lan from Bosha. So, catch us on our Patreon. We're going to link below and you can watch our full unmasking. Join us for our Patreon. See our review. You will not regret this. Poof.
0: Yes.